watch out, you better all heed, you better quit cussing these signs that you read, oh Santa Claus will take you to hell. You better watch out, get ready to cry, you better go hide, I'm telling you why, cause Santa Claus will take you to hell. But when you stand before your God, He won't help you take the heat. So, hit this back straight, you're feeling God's hate. Santa's to blame for this nation's ill fate. Santa Claus will take you to hell. Well, ho, ho, ho. Don't leave your kids. Drag me to hell. Welcome to the uh, Helpful Snowman Christmas special. Uh, that was a little jam from our friends at the Westboro Baptist Church, which is, uh, if you look on their website, they have a whole section of parody songs. There are 161 they've got. Now, the songs are less objectionable to me than the way they're displayed, because when you're trying to uh, scroll through them, it scrolls extremely fast. The little box is all, it's, it's fucked up. This is not a good system. But I thought today, because, uh, you know, it's Christmas and all, what we would do is explore the, I was going to say the religious side of Christmas, but I, I, don't, I don't even know if that's what this is. But um, this is the Westboro Baptist Church uh, sermon from this year which is called something. Let's see. Sorry, I'm going to have to go back to figure out what the title is. I don't know if, like when you hear a sermon, they're like, today's title of this sermon, but this is from a few days ago, Thanksgiving, Xmas, and Feast Days. So I thought, I thought we'd just go through this and see what, uh, see what happens. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Matt 26, 29. Does that mean Matthew? Is that an acceptable? Are you familiar with Matthew? You're like, oh, this is Matt, my buddy Matt. Um, just, just as a heads up, by the way, I don't know what this is going to contain, but it's probably going to be horrible. Uh, this would probably be great material if you were going to do like a deep fake of me saying terrible things. So just, there you go. Today, since we're in the throes of the high and holy feast days of this incredibly wicked and perverse generation, <laughs> oh, just right off the bat, I wondered how long it would take yeah, to get to a sentence where it's like, uh, P.S., everyone hears a pile of shit. Wicked and perverse. I want to talk a little bit about feasts in scripture. When we are inundated with everything that comes with Thanksgiving and Xmas, in school, the workplace, every retail location, public sign, the light poles... Basically, everywhere we go is simply plastered with the images associated with their holidays. Maintaining perspective is important. This is a, not going the direction I expected, to be honest. I thought it was going to be a little less, a little more pro-Christmas or something. So, let's see. There's a reason that these holidays are, well, are all organized toward bringing people together around food and drink. Double tap spacing going on here. If you look at all their historical origins, they are built to emulate the feast days of scripture. 
Many of the holy days declared in scripture draw people together, though not in the same fashion as these false feasts, as I'll show you later. These holidays are a vain attempt to name days on the calendar as holy and draw people into a false sense of religion. Okay, so the basic premise, as stated here, seems to be the point of having these family together times is to get people into a false sense of religion. So basically it's like you're doing fake religion. Um, you're being tricked. This is a trick. I like how this can be a trick if you're a hardcore atheist, a hardcore Christian, um, or just kind of neutral in the middle. It's sort of like, no matter what way you view this, this is a big scam. Well, who, it's got to be for somebody. Somebody's got to be benefiting, right? There has to be one group that everyone's like, well, that's the, the, those are the people who are fucking everyone over. I don't think it's the Jews this time. I got to say, they have a pretty good alibi on the uh, Christmas thing. Look at Christmas and Xmas. Oh, sorry. Look at Thanksgiving and Xmas. I can't bring myself to call it Christmas anymore. It's got nothing to do with Christ, and I'm not interested in having the lexicon dictated to me. These holidays are inventions of men designed to give the appearance of Christian holiness and solemnity. They are vexing display of false religion that we shouldn't minimize. The modernists trying to secularize these events and the fact that you have Jews, Muslims, and Hindus all celebrating them doesn't change the pretense of Christianity they're shrouded in. Here's an interesting quote I saw this week in a story from London, where a school replaced the words Lord Jesus with little baby in the Xmas carol away in a manger. But the Diocese of Chelmsford, where the Nativity was held Tuesday, disagreed, writing, The service maintains the traditional Christian message of the joy of Christmas in a way that can be celebrated by everyone, including those of other faiths and none. Wait a minute, okay. Uh, little Lord Jesus with little baby, or Lord Jesus with little baby in the Xmas carol away. So away in a manger. I don't, that seems dumb to me to replace Lord Jesus with little baby in that song, just because isn't that entire song like the Jesus story? Like, <laughs> just by you don't say his, it's like, what is he fucking Lord Voldemort? If as long as we don't say his name, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, here's a hint. If you want to do like a, a school thing in London, maybe just do Frosty the Snowman. I'm pretty sure that one's just like a generic fun kid's tale. Doesn't really, it really doesn't have anything to do with Christmas. It's just like a magic hat. The religiosity, Jesus, of these high holy days <laughs> is just a facade used to draw some into idolatry, not Christianity. Look at how the, the C they used in facade has like a little cat's tail coming off at the bottom. That's very cute. They should use that when they're spelling the word cat on the internet. Look at how the Thanksgiving holiday is just one big lie. Okay. The na this nation hasn't been thankful for anything in decades. Maybe not ever. <laughs> for decades or maybe never. This notion that there is a national day of giving thanks to God for the events of last year is completely exposed for the lie it is when you look at the things public figures declare their thanks for. Listen to this opening paragraph from the Minnesota Star Tribune's Thanksgiving editorial. Be thankful for the staggering abundance of modern American life arrayed on dinner tables across the nation today and displayed on store shelves awaiting the holiday season shopping spree that begins for many tonight, perhaps regrettably. Be mindful of the poverty and hunger that remain 
amid the plenty. Be thankful for the shopping spree? Really? That's what this is all about? That's what you're supposed to be thankful for? This is an exemplar of the way the nation looks at God and his providence. It's actually all about them and what they get. Who's them? I'm confused. Also, I, this person has a real highfalutin way of talking, which I know they're like a pastor or whatever, but this is an exemplar or this is an example. You could just say example. That's fine. Now, the idea of giving thanks certainly isn't an invention of men and is declared from cover to cover of scripture as necessity. I don't want to talk about Thanksgiving. I'm going to skip ahead to Christmas or Xmas because we can't stand it anymore. Okay, in 1941, FDR negotiated with Congress. What the hell? I, I feel like I skipped a bunch of this and skipped through time. But okay. I don't, this is still Thanksgiving. Which brings me to Xmas, the very epitome of the unclean thing. Oh, before that. Wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Bible quotes with a no context are weird. I feel like they uh, are used to win many an argument, but sometimes like, wherefore come out from among them, I don't know who them is, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. I feel like there's a lot of times where saith the Lord happens in Holy Scripture, and I'm like, can you just like italicize that or something? I'll assume that's the God stuff. Or quote it. Block quotes. Which brings me to Xmas, the very epitome of the unclean thing. Xmas is the Frankenstein's monster of holidays. Well, English majors have to give this person points for saying the Frankenstein's monster instead of Frankenstein. That, uh, regrettably, sometimes you gotta give credit where credit's due. Every piece of it comes from some pagan celebration or the reasoning of men. It is a patchwork quilt of bile belched forth by the early Roman Catholics and is an absolute example of a dog returning to their vomit and the picture given by Isaiah. For all tables are full of vomit and filthiness, so that there is no place clean. See, this is like what I'm talking about. You just take the quote, and then you basically re-say the quote, and then you're like, as said in the Bible, and then they said the same thing, and it's like, well, okay. Don't oversimplify the delicate weavings going on here. This isn't just the adoption of Saturnalia by 2nd or 3rd century Roman Catholics looking to score some new followers and their gold. It is that. But it is so, so much more. And it is highly vexing when I see this town's Catholics standing on street corners with their cutesy little banners about keep Christ in Christmas, pray the rosary. There has never been any Christ in Xmas, so you can't keep him in it! Exclamation point. It's getting serious. Let's quickly look at three things that demonstrate that... This is very confusing to me. I guess this is... Uh, I shouldn't be that surprised because I picked this source. But I'm just like, so wait a minute. This is uh, this person is like, Christmas does not and never has had anything to do with Christ. That's a tough sell. I got to be honest, just because that is his birthday. I mean, maybe the way we observe it doesn't or something, but come on, man. Let's quickly look at the three things that demonstrate the false nature of the thing. The date, the tree, and the fat man. <laughs> I've read a lot of sources on this, from the Catholic Encyclopedia to Britannica to old-school expositors and New Age excuse makers. It's all out there on the interwebs to read if you want to get into the details for yourself. 
I'm just giving you some highlights today. Interwebs, capitalized. I find that interesting. The date. Jesus was not likely to have been born on December 25. I'm not going to say it's impossible. He was because, and this is the key point, we aren't told in scripture. Let's be super plain on this. There is nothing critical for us to know as it relates to the worship of God that is not laid out for us, including the feast days God wishes kept. He makes this a simple proposition for us. If it isn't in the word, don't assume. Catholics established and have changed their story on why December 25 a lot. There are some who say it was to combat the pagan celebration of Dies Natalis Solis Invicti, or the birthday of the unconquered sun, associated with Mithraism and Saturnalia Orgy. The idea was that if they associated Christ with the sun and the lengthening of the days around winter solstice, the worshippers of Mithras and all other sun-worshipping pagans would give God the credit, so that's what matters, even if they are still worshipping their old god. That's their logic for most things, by the way. What? Okay, whatever. Others say it was because it aligns with Christ's conception and the creation of the world. There's a not whole calendar worshipping... There's a whole calendar worshipping bunch of weirdness to this one that claims to know how the days of creation align to all major events. Really. The best one I read comes from the Catholic Encyclopedia. Emphasis is mine. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. At the end, it's emphasized. In a view of a reaction to certain Jewish rites and feasts, Christo is... Chrysostom? C-H-R-Y-S-O-S-T-O-M. I think that's what a butterfly comes out of. Tries to unite Antioch in celebrating Christ's birth on 25 December, part of the community having already kept it on that day for at least 10 years. Wow, 10 years. In the West, he says, the feast was thus kept anothen. Anothen. Its introduction into Antioch he had always sought, conservatives always resisted. This time he was successful. I don't know who he is. Christos, Christostom? Is that a person? This time he was successful. In a crowded church, he defended the new custom. It was no novelty. From Thrace to Cadiz, this feast was observed, rightly, since its miraculously rapid diffusion proved its genuineness. So there we have it, friends. Because it went viral, it must be right and holy and true. Well, I can't argue with that logic. Like, if, if the encyclopedia is like, uh, well, basically it was popular, so there you go. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that. Being popular isn't right. It's kind of scary uh, agreeing with things in here. But I'm not sure exactly because to me it's like, well, I, I don't have a religious background. But I'm like, is it a bad thing to celebrate the birth of Jesus? And if not, then don't you just pick a day? Because it's like, yeah, I agree. It's impossible to know the day. It's like adopting a cat. You're not going to know its real birthday. So you pick a fucking day where you have like a, a relationship where you're like, well, I don't know. When, I wouldn't say there was an official day we started dating. So you're just like, eh, let's pick a day around the right time and, you know, call it good. It, it's not a good argument for not celebrating it. Tell your wife or girlfriend this. Be like, well, it's not good to celebrate our anniversary because I don't know exactly when it is. So, I mean, I assume it happened at some point, but. We don't know what it is, therefore it should not be celebrated. Got a 1 in 365 chance of getting it right. The tree. 
There perhaps isn't a symbol more closely and deeply associated with Xmas than the tree. Catholics work hard to undo the tie that trees have always had in idolatry and deny the simple Bible truth when they defend Xmas. For the customs of the people are vain. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen, with the axe. They deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers, that it move not. I mean, that sounds nice. I guess it's like the customs are vain because it's like it looks pretty. But I'm like, yeah, it does look pretty. The use of trees, especially variations of evergreen trees, has been prominent in pagan religious practices from at least the early Egyptians and probably going all the way back to the idolatry rampant before the flood. Men will prop anything up to make it their god and the cause of things in their lives, giving it their adoration and worship. Anything but the living god. I refer to Deuteronomy 7, where the Israelites are told to cut down their groves of trees specifically. That was a thing that happened? He's like, cut down all the trees? Doesn't seem like great advice as far as normalness. The tree specifically as an element of Xmas comes from the Catholic Boniface, who traveled all through Germany in the 700s. The legend that they hold on to says that he traveled to Geismar one year to try and put a stop to the pagan sacrifice of a child to Thor around a giant old oak. He supposedly interrupted the ceremony, walked up and cut the tree down, and when he was done, pointed to a small evergreen growing nearby the oak and said, This little tree, a young child of the forest, will be a holy tree tonight. It is the wood of peace. It is a sign of an endless life, for its leaves are evergreen. See how it points upward to heaven? Let this be called the tree of the Christ child. Gather about it, not in the wild wood, but in your own homes. There it will shelter no deeds of blood, but loving gifts and rites of kindness. Look at the nefariousness of this. <laughs> so this guy's about to crap on this guy who basically was like, uh, I'm going to keep this kid from being killed on a tree. Um, which I think that's kind of what happened to Jesus. But then like, <sighs> this is weird. What an asshole. Look at how this tree works. A holy tree? Where in scripture are we told to behold a holy tree? It sounds to me like this guy just kind of made a thing up because he was like, eh. I'm going to save this kid's life and these people, I, I don't know, maybe they'll buy it. Maybe they'll be like, oh, he makes some good points about the, uh, the leaves being evergreen and it points towards heaven. I mean, I think anything that's vertical points towards heaven, right? Whether the story is true or not is 100% irrelevant because it is the basis upon which this non-religious activity is made to look religious. Boniface is made to be a hero, saving a child and supposedly stopping the future sacrifice of children, all the while substituting one pagan idol for another, and having the audacity to call that Christian and evangelizing Christ. There was an exclamation point that surprised me, so I had to say, Christ! If you're evangelizing Christ, doesn't it behoove you not to adopt the practices of his enemies? This is where false religion is so insidious, taking things of the flesh Idols in our... Okay, I'm not going to read the rest of this. This is boring. The fat man. Santa Claus is the epitome of... He said epitome like 50 times in here. Is the epitome of this making men the focus of worship and holding them up as false gods. The basis of Santa Claus is a real man, Nicholas of Mira, who died around 350 AD. He supposedly, as a bishop of Mira, was famous for his generosity and gift-giving and is one of the most famous of the so-called saints of the Catholic abomination. 
I like how it's like he supposedly was famous for his generosity and gift giving. That's that's questionable, but whatever. What an asshole. The legends surrounding him warped and shifted over the centuries across multiple cultures until we end up with a fat guy that brings presents to children in some kind of miraculous time warping period between December 24 and 25. So at this point, he's using science to explain to us why that doesn't seem possible. Uh, and a church person is saying, this is miraculous. Interesting. The justification used to include this folly as a supposed celebration of Christ is twofold. First, Nicholas gave gifts to people, and Christ is the gift of God to men. Second, we can use Santa Claus to make children think about Jesus. What? Catholics really do say this stuff. I'm not making it up. Even secular people use it as a rationale for teaching their kids about, quote, giving. Here's what I say to that folly. And then he's got a Bible quote. You can't say, here's what I have to say, and then say, there's a Bible verse. That's not what you had to say. That's what the Bible says. You can't ju go justifying idolatry with the for the kids line. When you do that and you pass them through that fire to initiate them into the idolatry, God doesn't listen to you anymore. Oh, okay. You tell kids the truth. Look again at the nefarious nature of this, using the children as a justification to perpetuate an obvious lie. Maybe this is why these... Westboro people are so unhappy. They never got Santa Claus when they were kids. Moreover, look at the subtlety of this fake Christ. A man who universally knows if you've been naughty or nice, keeping a list designating you one or the other, and then either giving you, giving or withholding your deepest material desires based on your behaviors, the epitome of works, righteousness, and what they want Christ to be. Of course, everything is done jovially and with a giant smile on his face, not with any wrath or anger, and he wants us all to be merry and jovial just like him. No punishment happens, you just get some stuff. He knows what you've done, but not what you will, will do, and you have free will to work your way onto his nice list all over again. This work to displace the Christ of judgment is explicit, nefarious, and shocking when you tear it apart. I wonder if they've heard of Krampus over there. They seem like they might be a, a Krampus people. Just saying. There, there is a, there's another guy. And maybe you should give him a shot. These false feasts, the declaration of the unholy as holy, isn't just about Thanksgiving and Xmas, but they're ones right in front of our faces, blah, blah, blah. I'm not just having a get-off-my-lawn get moment about Xmas here. The idolatry we are surrounded with every day is a danger to us, and while we might look at these specific days and say, oh, we'd never do that, we've got all that under control, there are an infinite number of idolatrous practices that could creep amongst us. Tun-tun-tun! Tun-tun-tun! Let's see, I think we get away from Christmas now. It's just talking about a lot of things. It doesn't take practicing Xmas to eat things sacrificed unto idols. What? It's like, I feel like you can't skip over things in here because then it doesn't make sense. But then when I read it straight through, it doesn't make sense either. Can you believe it doesn't make sense what they're doing? Um, okay, let's go back to the songs. So let's just see. I wanted to, I wanted to say some of the names of some of these songs because they're pretty incredible. Also, it seems like they're keeping up with pop culture pretty well up till to 2018 at least. I, I wish I could, like, scroll through them a little bit slower. 
Maybe this PDF of lyrics is easier. Oh, but see, it doesn't tell you what the song is. Uh, the Bible says no people are good. Parody of most people are good <laughs> by Luke Bryan. Um, Thunder by Imagine Dragons. Passenger. I don't know who that is. Um, Blake Shelton. Christina Aguilera. Change. I don't know that one. I need to find something here. Let's see. Oh, Purple Rain. This one's called Eternal Pain Sulfur Rain. Running out of patience already. Ooh, Interfaith Love Song instead of Interstate Love Song by Stone Temple Pilots. I'm excited for this. So far, pretty good. Parody uh, worthy of Unusual Alan. As, as he's known to friends. Uh, see, when it comes in like that, it sounds terrible. Oh, God. Yeah, you're filling up the pews. You teach that every Amazing. Um, here's a Christmas one. Off to Hell, parody of Jingle Bells. See, these aren't arranged like albums. They're just kind of all... Oh, this sounds like Jingle Cats. Off to Hell, off to Hell. Time for you to go, go, go. With your cursed Christmas trees, you made God your foe. Oh, God hates you, God hates you. Time for you to fall. You love your idols and your fags. This is your final call. Dashing off to sin, you love to marry fags. Lots of dead bodies coming home in bags. God kills your boys and girls. You scream and cry in pain. This is amazing. He curses people in large mobs. God answers with more slain. Wow. Good one. Um, all right, here we go. I think this is the one. I think this is the one we need to go out on. There's Silent Night, which is a parody of Silent Night. Um, Doom to the World, Joy to the World parody. These are all in about the 60s. So in case you're looking at this playlist on your own and you're looking to... Uh, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, where'd this go? This might be your final Christmas. Um, parody of We Wish You a Merry Christmas. So here from Helpful Snowman, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Um, and this may be your final Christmas. It's the final countdown. Alright, we'll see you next time. Nope, that wasn't it. I did such a good dramatic little like, here we go, and then I blew it. Alright, well this time for real. This might be your final Christmas. This might be your final Christmas. This might be your final Christmas. The judgment day's near. You'll soon meet the king. The time is at hand. He's coming from heaven to punish this land. 
He's not gonna have a marriage. He's not gonna have a marriage. He's not gonna have a marriage. This nation is doomed. You Christians have lied, divorced all your wives. Now your proud adultery will cost you your lives. God hates all your stinky idols. God hates all your stinky idols. God hates all your stinky idols. Your doom is at hand. You worship your flag, your bloody red wrap. It's your favorite idol. God hates you for that. This might be your final Christmas. This might be your final Christmas. This might be your final Christmas. The judgment day's near. All nations are playing the fag marriage game. Christ will destroy you, the whole world's in flames.